With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the 235 member Michigan Marching Band. Band, take the field. Yes, Michigan Nation, we are back. We are back. The J&J Show. That is right. Go Blue. You have football with J&J. That's Jared Bunch and Jamie Morris. Mr. Morris, who is my partner, back in the day when I was the fullback and he was the tailback, and again last year and this year we've stepped out. We are now on Blog Talk Radio. Are you there, Jamie? I'm here. I'm here. Are you? I'm here. Jared. Hey. Here. Nice to hear from you. Um, it, we are so excited to start this new season on a new network, growing our brand and the Michigan Wolverine brand and talking about Michigan football and how excited we are about this upcoming season. Are you excited, Jamie? I'm more excited for this season. I don't, you know what? I haven't been this excited since 1980. Sixth season, my senior year, to get kicked off. You know, I'm excited. We have a lot of um, anticipation. We we expect a lot from the, the expectations are high. Uh, the team is responding from the expectation. The coaching staff. Uh, we've had some changes, but I think good changes. If you know, if they were given a national championship for the offseason, we won that thing again. I, I think that goes. Without being said, there's so much being written about uh, Coach Harbaugh and his recruiting practices and how he's done such an outstanding job of going around the country and just taking his brand, the Michigan brand of football, and and just trying to share with everybody. I think that uh, actually showed up a lot with the recruiting class that came in, this freshman recruiting class, wouldn't you say? Uh, I'd say, yeah. I'd say he hit a home run with it. And, you know, he said he really hasn't had his opportunity to really get out there and talk to kids. And, you know, when he says something like that, that even makes me even more like, wow, wait until he gets into his full second year. I mean, just think about what this man can do. Yeah, we're going to get into that a lot uh, on this this episode because this episode is going to be – it's our first. And we're going to do a lot of discussion about the upcoming season. Uh, what our views of of what it will be like this year and what we've observed just from uh, an outside perspective, uh, me living on the West Coast and Jamie being right there in Ann Arbor, seeing and feeling and feeling the energy. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our switch to Blog Talk Radio. We're going to talk about some of the upcoming guests throughout the year, uh, what the differences will be this year compared to last year and how the viewers can still become a part of this show. Make sure you subscribe. Now you can subscribe to our own go blue. You of M football podcast with J and J. You can do it on your own. Go to blog talk radio. We also will be up on the iTunes store but just look for us. And as always, we want you to write in. That's email us, tweet, tweet us, uh, follow us so that you can get your questions heard and we can bring some of you on again and you can be guests on the show. So with that said, listen, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the Go Blue Michigan Wolverine podcast with J&J. And we're back. The Go Blue Michigan Football 
podcast with Jay and Jay, Jared Punch and Jamie Morrison. uh, (laughs) Jamie, I'm about to call you Jared. But anyway, Jamie, they are in the submarine. It's been a week. Is there anything coming out of uh, the camp that is a surprise or that everyone was anticipating? No, not much is coming out. You're not getting any kind of information. Information is tough to come out. Uh, there's there's some there's certain things that you know that's going on and that that may bubble up. You know, as, as we say, you know, there's the the quarterback battle that's going on between Wilton State and John O'Corn. Um, you know that that's going on. Um, there's some things that they moved Jabril Peppers, the All-American defensive back, moved him to Sam linebacker, and to better help. Uh, that defense, because they're going to put pressure on the quarterback. They want the quarterback on his back consistently. So you can hear that the defense is flying around. And you know as well as I do, the defense is always ahead of the offense when it, when you go into camp. That's, That's what you want. You want to hear that. Those are things you want to hear. So things are, um, things are light and airy. You're not hearing a lot, but you're hearing, you know what, Bunch? This is what I believe. One hot camp. And the one thing about a hot camp is that it's gonna—it's that concentration level and that that being able to stay stay on practice or stay on task is even tougher. So this team's gonna be focused as the season progresses. So that's a good thing. Whenever you have a cold camp, a cooler camp as they call it, the seven seventies and eighties, you're gonna have them. You know, it's more, it's 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 much funner and different things. This one is a hot camp and they're going at it and they got to concentrate. Oh, that's a that's a good thing that they have to concentrate, but it's not. As a player, and you know and I know, I hated that when it was just scorching hot. I mean, it was, uh, oh. But now, though, I, I would imagine that they have taken precautions more so than they did back in the day, where do they still go padded practices for both practices, or is it, you know, shorts one in the morning Shorty. or – Short shells in the morning, shorts and shells in the morning, uh, maybe a little, uh, depending on if, it, if in the morning, if it's going to be cooler in the morning, they'll put the, put the pads on in the morning and go shorts and uh, shells uh, in the afternoon, trying to keep it, uh, a cool afternoon, maybe spray the players down, keep them uh, hydrated, um, have a, uh, what do you call it, uh, a, a popsicle break every now and then. Cool. Good. All right. So, you know what I want to do? Let's start off with, you know, there have been these five questions about uh, Michigan coming into this year. Let's, let's go take them one, one by one and just mm-hmm. spend a little bit of time on it. Not that much because we do have a lot of them. But first question being, who's going to be the quarterback? You already mentioned Wilton Spate or John O'Corn. They seem to be the people above uh, that would be taking on that task. But uh, you also have um, some other players in there and Brandon Peters. Do you, not only what you think, but what do you anticipate is going on now and what do you think is going to happen in the first game of the season? Well, I think, I, I think they, they, won't bring a, they, they would not bring a young man all the way from Houston to transfer, sit him the whole year without knowing that this young man is, is a good quarterback and the type of quarterback that they want. John O'Corn is the quarterback of the future after Jake Rudock. When Jake Rudock moved on, they pictured John O'Corn coming in and filling that role of the next two years and then having Brandon Peterson and then Dylan McCaffrey coming in after that. That being said, you, you've had some quarterbacks that are here in a Shane Morris who's, he, who's, still, who's still vibing for the job. Wilton Spate, who was the backup last year, who came in on the Minnesota game and played, and played a good game. Uh, very nervous in that game, but he, he ended up, you know, pulling himself together and, you know, actually gaining confidence from that and gaining confidence from the rest of the year after the Minnesota game, I think. I think he had a great spring. He was familiar with the offense, something John O'Corn hasn't, ha- had not done. John O'Corn was just the, the uh, demonstration team's quarterback the whole year last year, if you remember that. So he really didn't get to participate in any of the, um, of the drills or anything that the kids, that, that the other quarterbacks got to do. That being said, he was the roommate of Jake Rudock, which was a big, was a big plus for him. Now, John O'Corn is very confident, a very confident young man. If you look up his stats down in Houston, he was incredible down there. I'm talking organized football, getting hit and everything like that outside of being at practice all the time. So, you know, he's had spring ball to get to, to make the adjustment. He's had the, um, the summertime to adjust 
get his get his get his timing with his wide receivers as did as did Wilton Spate. So you have a two man race with an outside of Shane Morris maybe, but you know they've tried Shane Morris at wide receiver too now. Um, oh. Again, we cannot discount we cannot discount um, uh, Brandon Peters like you said. Brandon Peters he's going to be he he may you know he may stick his head in there if he catches up on the, on the um, on the uh, playbook, I mean, this young man may be, may be vibing for an opportunity too. But it, it's still, I think it comes down to two players, two quarterbacks. I think it's Wilton Spate, the backup from last year, and it's John O'Cor, the transfer from last year. And oh, the one that doesn't make the mistakes, the one, and you've got, and here's the things you've got to prove to this coaching staff because you've got to be able to take control of, this, of that offense, take it downfield. Be able to move the ball down the field and score without turning the ball over. No turnovers. The problem with John O'Corn this year, this spring, is he was confident in his arm. He knows what he can do. But sometimes he thinks he can get it in windows that are not there. And that was that that's what he's got to learn. Hey, even though I may I may think I did it there, don't take that chance. Take that ball like Jake Rudolph and run upfield. And the one thing about John O'Corn, he's more athletic than most of the quarterbacks we have right now. Yeah, well, the one thing that will be said uh, or will be shown is that, uh, or it's already been shown, that even if you come in like uh, like the quarterback from last year, we we're still there's still going to be a, a learning curve in game time play. I mean, because uh, last year's quarterback play from game one of the season to game ten of the season was like night and day. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to, you know, I, I, I really believe that. And I, I, like you've been talking about um, both quarterbacks or all of the quarterbacks, really, that there will be a, uh, we will be, we'll have a position that's solid. We won't have to worry about it, even though it's a new, a new face. We won't have to worry about it. The second, second question that's coming out uh, is, is Rashawn Gary all that everyone's saying is, or everyone has been saying that is, is he, or can he live up to the height? <laughs> Jared, when you listen to the the seniors, the upperclassmen, well, Sean Gary came in early, and he's been working out uh, since since May, end of May. He's come he's come out since the end of May, and he's been working out with these upperclassmen. They they are impressed with him. You hear when you hear what these these players say about him, these senior players, these uh, juniors and seniors say about him, and what he's done. He's a man amongst boys. The way the way he he come in, he's ready to play right now. To the point where they're going to move Chris Wormley down inside and put him on the outside, and, then, and they're talking about starting. So is he ready? Yes. Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he the real deal? I think so. I think the coaching staff is really excited to have him. And hey, with Don Brown's type of defense, I think he fits right in, right snugly, right good. I think. I think we got ourselves a player. And I don't well, think he's going to be around too long, so you better take advantage of him as, as long as you can. That's what I'm going to say. Well, when you know, when since when do six foot five, two hundred ninety three pound freshmen come around <laughs> and I, freshmen? And I see that they did the uh, you know some com- combine uh, exercises, and he, he put up two twenty five about twenty five times. This guy is not. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's nineteen years old. If that is, is he eighteen or nineteen years old? He's eighteen. He's eighteen years of age. Just out of high school. I mean, three months ago, he was still in a senior in high school. Yeah, he was taking I, a girl to the uh, prom a couple months ago. But, well, we are looking forward to him because last year, I believe that the defensive line and the offensive line were where, the, uh, where this team started answering some questions and starting putting up powerful answers. I mean, the defensive line was the strength of the defense, and which brings us uh-huh. to the next question: Is will Michigan have the num- the nation's number one defense this year? Um, I'm going to say yeah. If not, if not the top, the it'll be one A, one B. I think uh, Don Brown. He's and this is what he, these these are his words. I, I've coached some defenses before, but I've see, I've never seen players like this. He's got kids wall to wall. I mean his. The one thing that he's limited in is his linebackers, and that's the youth of his linebackers. He lost both senior linebackers. So, oh well, they do have. Um, <laughs> they lost some linebackers, but those are but the with players that, that... They, they, 
Yeah, I'm not, that's what I'm about to say. <laughs> they have so many other players that's taken up. I mean, you, we had mentioned earlier that um, with uh, the movement of from defensive backs down, changing the defensive schemes, putting Peppers at that. Uh, what do you say, Sam Will or? Um, yeah, come on, Sam linebacker. It's, mm-hmm. This is going to be a fast, fast team. I think last year with Jordan Lewis being able to play so much of a dominant uh, cornerback position that uh, they can do the same thing this year, pressure a lot of offenses with a lot of blitzes. And don't they call him Dr. Blitz? They call him Dr. Blitz. And he says he will have at least four people going after that quarterback each and every play. You just won't see it coming. And neither will the defense. I mean, the offense. But he'll, he'll put the, the quarterback will feel the pressure. And, but here's the thing. It will confuse the quarterback because he won't know where the pressure is coming from. That's exactly what you want. You want that quarterback's head on a bobble, a bobblehead quarterback, always looking, am I going to get hit here or am I going to get hit from this time? Well, that's a, that is a, a very good thing to be feeling about coming off of last year's defense and, and seeing that they not only uh, have another year, of of being able to play off of those numbers that they came in with last year. But now with a little bit of depth, they have some depth and they have some freshmen coming in who are ready to play right away. So that is only a, a expectation of greatness again, which moves us to the next question, which is it's something that, that we really need to talk about is Michigan's road schedule this year. And, and can Michigan navigate this road schedule? I mean, we start off the season with uh, four or five home games, but we start going away and we're playing, you know, we're playing Michigan state away. We're playing Ohio state away. We're playing Maryland at home, but Iowa we're playing away. So we have some strong games that we have to play in the other people's house. How do you think we're going to do with that? I think you got to take the attitude of coach Harbaugh. Coach Harbaugh goes, we'll play you any place, anywhere, wherever the schedule people put us, we'll be there. And I think that's the attitude this team's taking. I mean, it's, it's a challenge. We're going to go in there and, and make that stadium be quiet. And you know that. You know that philosophy. You know it well. You've known it from Bo Schembechler. We'll just go where we need to go to play. And that's the, you know, we're not going to look at it as, hey, we, we got a bad deal. We would, de- we would dealt a bad hand. We look at it each and every week. We're going to take it one, you know the old saying, we're going to take it one game at a time. So, yes, we're on the road against the, the, the bigger echelon of, uh, of the Big Ten. But you know what? Every game, every game we got to take it one game at a time, and we just got to go into the, those houses, take control of it, and control it the way we know how to do it. And you know exactly. We're going to run the ball, run the ball, and then we're going to surprise you. We're going to go up top with our, with our specialty players. We're going to do the things we're supposed to do. We're going we're gonna to come after you. We're going to take the ball. We're going to take the ball away from you. We're going to play great defense. We're going to play great, great special teams and great offense. We are, but let's talk a little bit about the schedule because when at first glance you look at it and you think, oh, the, these are, are, are good home games that they can build up some confidence or make some mistakes. But I'm going to tell you right now, UCF, don't sleep on UCF. And that's the second game of the season at home. UCF has some, some actual players, and I know their coaching staff. I know some of the people down there have been trying, what they've been trying to instill in UCF. My, my brother lives in Florida, and he's always at UCF, and he's told me a lot of things about the program. I would be, you know, we, we open up with Hawaii at home which mm-hmm. it's, it's Hawaii and you can't, you, know, you don't want to look past them, but they're really not a, a powerhouse, but UCF is not a powerhouse either, but they want to come in here and be a spoiler. They want to be a spoiler. So I'm looking at, at uh, how we can come out of the first game against Hawaii and the second game against UCF, which is another home game. And then Colorado and then we're in Penn State, and then we go, you know, once we start the Big Ten play. But I t- – talk to me about – you know, we've, we've talked about the offseason and how how Coach Harbaugh has been, uh, you know, he's been the most uh, – basically the most talked about <laughs> coach in the offseason, not only because of, of what he's been doing with uh, the Michigan program, but how he's been really trying to transform the, 
the way um, Michigan has been seen in the last couple of years, we've been talked. I mean, with the satellite camps and, and the players that recruiting guys that have been coming up and his new techniques of how he's reaching out to, to recruits and whatnot. I would like this first, these first few games to get started and it's going to answer a lot of questions. I'm really looking forward to it, but I don't want people to get overconfident or when we, everyone's talking about, you know, looking at Michigan being in the playoffs in Harbaugh's second year, I, I think these first few home games are going to be going to answer a lot of questions because there's going to be a lot of pressure put on this team already. Well, it's like you said. I mean, you, you, I mean, this. But if you think about it, this schedule's setting us up. I mean, if you think about it, we're set. This. I mean, we we got a Hawaii. That's a noon kick. Uh, you got UCF. That's a noon kick. And then you got Colorado, which is a three thirty kick. I mean. You got three games, three non-conference games at home. Then you open up the Big Ten with Penn State, um, and then Wisconsin. Your first, you, you think about it, your first five games are at home. You got to take advantage of that. You you play better at home. You get a chance to sleep in your own bed. You get a chance to sleep, or you you get a chance to play on your field. You you take advantage of that. I mean, going on the road against Rutgers. Hey, Rutgers is Rutgers. Rutgers isn't where they need to be. We both know that. But right. they have beaten us at Rutgers that's, before. That's so right. We've got, we've got and to it's play against, hard against it, Rutgers. And, and it's, it's against Durgan. It's against Durgan. Exactly. No, DJ, DJ's at I'm Maryland. I'm sorry. I'm thinking hey, he's at Maryland. I'm th- <laughs> no. Uh, he's, I'm sorry. He's at Maryland. It's the defensive coordinator from Ohio State who's now the Rutgers coach. Right. Right. That's what it was. That's what it was. I knew there was another connection, but uh, which is, you know, I mean, and which, what Ohio State did to us last year, what mm-hmm. they did to us last year. And now that defense coordinator is now the head coach at Rutgers, which is not, and you know what, here's the second thing. That is, if you go Hawaii, UCF, Colorado, Penn State, Wisconsin at home, and then Rutgers is your first away game. When you and I were playing, Jamie, that's six games. That's six games. But when you are playing, that was past halfway. Right. There's, they still have uh, the following week of bye. Then they have Illinois, Michigan State, Maryland, Iowa, Indiana. Still five games left. It's still six weeks left. They have remember, to really. You got that bye week. You still have that bye week after the Rutgers game. And that's your only week to be ready. You got to take a deep breath. They, and back, I like think they're going to need it. Back into it. They're going to need it. They are going to need it. But those, those are the questions that uh, most people really, you know, it's the quarterback, Rashawn Gary, uh, this defense, and can they handle that, <laughs> that road schedule, which when we, t- we talk about more, we have to go to Michigan State, have to go to Ohio State in, in the end. So with a long season and playing these games of magnitude that we see them as away, this is going to be a very interesting season. Um, Is there anything that you think should or could happen in those first couple of games that that would really give them a a boost or or a sense of relief? And what, what I mean is if the quarterback play comes out and they play lights out, balls out, we, we all feel good. But if he comes out and struggles a little bit, and if the running game struggles a little bit, or if the defense oh. doesn't show up like it used to, or like uh-huh. it was last year, I'm still, right. I mean, what, what, are you, what, what are your thoughts? How? I guess, look, we know the first three games, Michigan's going to run the ball. We're going to establish the run. We're going to let the nation know that we want to run the ball. And I think the strength of this team, and I, we've talked about this before, the strength of this team is that offensive, offense and defensive line. With that, offense, with that offensive line being your strength of your team. And Ryan Glass, if, if Ryan Glasgow can become that, I mean, excuse me, if Mason Cole can be that center that we think he can be, that solidifies that line. And we'll be opening up holes. We, you, you and I, last year, we were very critical 
of not being able to run the ball. We have running backs and we have an offensive line. And we've got to be able to run the ball. The key to this offense will be the offensive line and the, and the running back core. I will not single out one running back yet. But Devion Smith is the starter right now. But you've got a host of guys. On, I mean, you've got guys that are, wait, that are biting at the bit to get on the field. Not just Davion. You've got guys that are, you, you've got guys that are sitting there waiting for their opportunity. So that being said, you, I mean, you, you've got Drake Johnson, you've got Ty Isaac, you've got uh, the freshman Kingston Davis, uh, and of course, like I said, Davion Smith. So that being said, we're going to run the ball in those first three games to find out if our offensive line can get the job done. We're, we're opening up against Hawaii, like you said, UCF. Come on, you know exactly what we're going to do. We're going to run that ball on them. And we're going to find out how good our offensive line is and what we need to fix before we get into the Big Ten season. I know what, what I would feel much I would feel more at ease is if they last year in the first game, the running was dismal. Oh, my gosh. It was like the offensive line. Uh, but they, they turned it around at the end of the year. If they could start right. off this year, start the season, running the ball phys- with physical, physical dominance, or even the hint that you are not going to stop us from running. If we need two yards, we're going to get two yards. If we need five yards, we're going to get five yards. If we need one inch, there's no question we're going to get it. That's the type of thing that I'm really hoping for because – as you were just saying about running the ball early on, that takes so much pressure off of this quarterback. And if the quarterback is one that really gets, gets it and is one who can put up big numbers, then the Wolverines are back, baby. I mean, running game and a passing game. We haven't even started talking about our receiving core, which uh, just have gotten so much better. So, I understand why you're saying that this offensive line, and, and, and that's probably why the excitement is around this offense and defensive line, because like years have passed, that's where it all started, and that's where how that went is how the game went. Time-consuming, doing what we wanted to do, and I'm, ha- I'm so, you know, as more as we talk about this, it's like, uh, what what what? When is this game? When's the first game start? <laughs> when is that first game? <laughs> when is it? Uh, so that's when I'm excited first to see. Game, first game is, is September third. September third, yes. September third. All right. You know, some people think that uh, it is quite plausible that uh, Harbaugh and company could start off at seven and zero this year. It Without is a plausible. Doubt. I mean, it's, it, I got them. I got, I got them at seven. I got, and I hate this. I don't want to put any pressure on anybody. But if we play the, we play the football. We play football the way we know how to play it. The way this coaching staff, we know how this coaching staff uh, coaches it. This team should be seven and zero going into the should going into the bye week. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a little bit more about that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion about the new coming season uh, and the year two of Jim Harbaugh when we come back after these messages. And we're back, Jay, with the J&J show here, talking about Michigan football. And when we left, we were talking about the, the schedule and how we felt felt that it, would, it, it really benefited the team and what shortcomings may come up because of the way it's set up in our way games. But we got to get into our players, the actual players and at each individual position. We've talked a little bit about the quarterback, but one thing that since Jamie, you and I, we, we were running backs. We love to talk about running backs. And last year there was a little bit of a battle and who was, there was nobody who came out of that pack as the man who was known as um, the one to go through all the time. But Devion Smith did end the year as the leading rusher and uh, finishing up the, the Citrus Bowl with 109 yards. But we also have Drake Johnson. Uh, we have uh, the number one freshman, Kareem Walker, and uh, Kingston Davis. So uh, we got some new guys coming in, former 
you know, and, oh, I can't remember about uh, Ty Isaac, Derek Green. Got some, some, got some, some players in here. Um, so what do you think? Uh, because last year, I, I do have to mention this. Harbaugh brought back the fullback, baby. He brought <laughs> back the fullback. And uh, Samoa, uh, um, he, uh, so, uh, I, man, help me out with his name. <laughs> but uh, he was the, when they got down low, down in the end zone, uh, close to the end zone, the fullback got the ball. This year, I think there can be some dominance in the running game because of so many guys that they have that are high-profile running backs. And I, myself, I'm, you know, I, I like what Ty Isaac did in the little bit of time that we saw him because he's a big guy. But Devon, Devion Smith is a big running back too. He's a hard runner, Drake Johnson. But we got some running backs now. So that's all I want to talk about. The running backs. Well, I think you, I think you need to, you, you need to point out that Drake Johnson lost about uh, 15 pounds. Uh, this is a kid that's coming that's coming off of two knee surgeries back to back, and now he's finally healthy for the first time. Uh, he's a track guy, but he he's got his body football shape, and he's ready to, he's ready to play football. I think if Ty Isaac came into camp not not knowing Coach Harbaugh. Wasn't the guy that brought, wasn't the uh, coach that brought that brought him here, so he had a kind of an attitude, but had an attitude adjustment, and now the young man's ready to play. I think Devion Smith, hey, he came in with a, 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 a green uh, and uh, had to had to earn his spot. Now earned his spot, and now he's got a, he's got people that are going to try to take it away from him. So he's going to play hard, and like you say, the fullbacks. You know, I mean, you got, don't forget Khalid Hill. I mean. You know, you're going to have some – and then don't forget all the tight ends. They play – there's a lot of tight ends that are going to be playing fullback this year. Coach Harbaugh loves himself some tight ends, and you know that as well as I do. Yeah, I do. So let's move on to the receivers and tight ends. Uh, J.U. Chesson is back. Um, also in that – oh, tight end, Jake Butt, who I've always loved the All-Americans coming back. And we got to throw in, uh, you know, there's, there's a tight end on this team that his dad is on, is a coach on the team. Tell me what his name is, Jamie, because <laughs> everybody else knows his name. This, and I was reading an article this morning about how big and how strong and how powerful that this one particular tight end is. Tyrone Wheatley Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know where he got the size from because his dad wasn't that big like that. His dad was big. Don't get me wrong. His dad was big. Oh, yeah. But this young man is a big solid. I say a solid about two. I say he's about 280. I'm going to give him 285, okay? But he got the speed, dad. He's got dad's speed, too. And he's he can a, run. You give him that ball, he'll make, he'll, he'll make, he'll make tracks on you. But he's got the strength and the speed to play, play tight end. He's an athlete. He, for sure, he's an athlete. And I didn't say his name because he's a junior. And um, a lot of times when we say people's names, we get mixed up. But Tyrone Wheatley Jr. has, has been talked about. You know, there was uh, at, at some point they were talking about his feet were so good, but he's so big that they were talking about possibly moving him to tackle. But he showed that he's, <laughs> he showed that he's, uh, he's such a good receiver that he's been turning heads, period. You know, and how they're going to play. Jake Butt, Tyrone Jr., um, they got other – the receivers, the receiving oh, core. Ian is, Bunting. Don't forget that's what Ian I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They have, they have, like, really good tight ends. And I can understand why you're saying when we can throw them in with a running back because you can put two tight ends in or you can even play three tight ends, switch one of them are back into the backfield at fullback, switch them out to a, a wing, do so many things. But they have – that's just the tight ends. I mean, the receiving core with uh, Jay Uchesson, uh, which is an all-Big Ten candidate this year. Um, Amara Darbo. Darbo. Uh, A.J. Williams. Uh, there's a lot of people. Drake Harris. Grant Perry. There's a lot of guys that um, this year 
that they have weapons. Now, as we talked about, the running game is what's going to be able to open up those passing lanes. And what you've said earlier is that the offensive line and defensive line is where this team really gets its strength and really starts getting those things done because they start up front and do a lot of things with domination from the line, from the line of scrimmage. And offensively, who do you think um, is really going to be the person that's controlling and making those, those, those things happen? I, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, we can, throw some, we can throw some names in there. Uh, I think it said the dominating offensive line uh, from the Citrus Bowl returns both guards, right? I mean, they dominated in Citrus yeah. Bowl, and both those guards are coming back. Um, they, now, we will have to, you know, Glasgow is gone, but uh, Mason Cole and Eric uh, Magnuson. Kyle Kalis is going to be huge. Eric uh, Mag- Magnuson is, gonna, is huge. Um, you got to think about uh, the um, uh, David Dawson. Who's an offensive lineman from Detroit? He's gonna. I mean, he. I mean, he's huge. Um, these guys are. Uh, they're, they're all and they're movable parts. That's the thing you've got to remember. They're movable parts. Grant Newsom is a real key. If Newsom can play guard and be where he's supposed to be, no. Grant Newsom's is the uh, is the uh, be the um, what do you call it the uh, tackle. If right. he can play that tackle position, that'll keep Mason Cole at center. And that's what you need, unless they got to bring in. Then they got to they got to bring in a younger person to play center, and that would hurt us if we if we couldn't do that. Well, obviously, there's been something done because um, the there. I mean, many people are talking about this offensive line being um, you know a solid core, even even though there's people have to come in and and take over. Uh, you know, like Patrick Kugler is is coming to take off for Glasgow, um, some other names that we, we, we may not know, but they are happy about what they have as it's, it's, um, what they think this year is they're going to be able to do is run the ball. And that's not just because you have running backs that are really good running backs. They got to have somewhere, they got to have an opening to get through, but, uh, which moves us to the defensive side of the ball. And what I think is, you know, everyone is talking about this defense being so outstanding, but it starts with all up front. And who do we start with from that front line? I mean, they have um, nose tackles, uh, defensive well, tackles, defensive ends. That's, that's Glasgow at nose tackle. You got Glasgow. You got the other Glasgow that got hurt. The one that that he proved that we needed our defensive line. I mean, when you have a nose tackle that gets hurt. That's why you need your nose tackle to play from a, right. from a nose tackle standpoint. So when you lose someone like that, Ryan Glasgow, when Ryan Glasgow hurt his, uh, his elbow last year and he didn't play against the, um, in the Ohio State game, he didn't play in the Indiana game, you could see that they could get to the linebackers. The key is to that defensive line is to make plays up front and play on the other team's other side, I mean, other other uh, line of scrimmage, the other side of the line of scrimmage, but it keeps the linemen off those linebackers, and that's going to be a key. That defensive line, that's what we said. We got enough. We got enough rotation going in there. That's why the coaches are so afraid to tell you what a starting lineup is. Because they're going to play you got all. A taco Char- you got a Taco Charlton. You got a Ryan Glasgow. You got a Wormley. You can't forget about Wormley, Willie yeah, Henry. You got Chris. You got Chris Wormley. You got a, your freshman. You got a uh, five-star freshman in Rashawn Gary. I mean, you got a Monet. Right, Taco Charlton, Maurice Hurst. We got some players that so um, they're going to play. And they're going to rotate. It's not like they're going to be, uh, you know, when one gets tired, well, you come out. No, I think they're going to play and rotate uh, very often where they'll keep them fresh coming at every play, which moves us to the linebacking crew. Uh, tell me about that linebacking crew, which, you know, it's going to be a complete overhaul. I mean, we've lost some, 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 some good well, players. Well, lost your you lost your two. You, you lost your two starters there. You lost your. You lost De- Desmond Morgan and um, Joe, Joe Borden, and losing those two and James Ross. So losing those guys, that's a huge thing. But 
Mike 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 McCray, his dad was of all places was the starting linebacker in uh, at Ohio State. Mike McCray Jr. here at at Michigan has was a fresh start. I mean, he's here. He's got a chance of starting here. He's going to be the inside linebacker along with Ben Gideon. Ben Gideon. They had two. They had a great. Those two guys I'm talking about had a great spring. And you know as well as I do, you got to get better from spring ball to fall ball. And that and these two players are that. And we said that we're going to move our All-American uh, Jabril Peppers to Sam linebacker. Also, don't forget, don't sleep on Devin Bush. There you, you know, go. We got a we got a young young kid from Texas. I mean, from uh, Florida, from Pahokee, uh, Florida, and uh, Devin Bush Jr. I mean, that's a kid. Everybody thought that was going to go to Florida State. That young man chose Michigan, and we're pretty happy about that. Here's a kid that graduated early and came and played spring ball here at Michigan. So, I mean, he's in the mix of playing linebacker, too. So you got a lot of – you may not have the experience that you, you you once had, but you got a lot of guys. you got stronger, faster, quicker, and more agile guys than you had a year ago. May not have the experience, but they, they have the instinctiveness to get to the ball. Yeah, well, there was a lot of talk about Devin Bush's play and in spring ball. So, which gives us a, you know, we're happy about being able to um, see players move on, whether they move on to the pro le- pro level or, you know, they graduate and become, you know, uh, Michigan alumni that are very productive in, in society, which moves us back to our, our defensive backs, which some people would say is, uh, you know, it's a strength. Well, you, every part of it the is. defense is a strength, <laughs> but, yeah. but um, it's an impressive defensive <laughs> backfield starting with Jordan Lewis. I mean, with Jordan, you got a you got a potential All American, a Jim Thorpe winner. You got a kid who can who's. I mean, I don't want to put this on him, but I got to. He's a shutdown corner. He's a guy who could be a shutdown corner. He could take away a side of a field, and you could only throw in the middle and to the opposite side of this young man. That's the type of player he is, and so. You 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 really you you really you got one man covering one half of the field and then you got three covering the rest of the field. That's what you got. So well, I mean, with that man, but uh, don't we can't sleep on uh, Channing uh, Stribling. Channing had a Stribling's had a great year, had a great spring, and he's coming out and again, he he's competitive. He he doesn't want Jordan Lewis being the only guy that can do. He wants to be a shutdown corner too, and he's come out and had a great spring again. And I think with uh, Jeremy Clark, you got Clark, and they're playing well. Delano Hill, the safety. I mean, if you think about it, they made the move with Jabril to move Jabril to say, to uh, Sam linebacker, knowing that Delano Hill is going to be the going to be the safety that replaces him. And there's no drop off, really. The coaches think there's no drop off. That's right. That you know, for for a period of time, that was a problem. I I think what not being able to say, okay, we can move people. We can move parts and players to different positions because we have somebody behind that can play that position and, and up to the part and up to the level in which we anticipate our play to be and, and not drop off at all. So that's a, that, you know, that's really saying something that uh, they have so much confidence to move Jabril out of the defensive backfield into the linebacker position because they have someone like DeMonte or DeLon, 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 Hill <laughs> Hill to play and, and think that there will be no drop-off. So, you know, that's a, that's a part of why this defense is, is, is speculated to be the top, if not the top, one of the top defenses in the nation again. So let's move to our, Special teams, which, you know, as Bo always said, that's where the game, you know, it's, a lot of times it's won or lost in that special teams uh, part, and people often overlook it. We never did. That's why we spent a lot of time with it. But uh, special teams this year, are they still – I mean, are we still going to use Peppers, in the, you know, as a returner when he's moved into uh, that linebacker position? Not only are they going to use uh, him for special teams, they're going to use – they're talking about using him, using Peppers, using uh, uh, Jordan Lewis and uh, Stripling as three-way players. Now, think about that. Guys that can play three-way. That's how 
confident they feel about these guys. They, I mean, Jordan Lewis proved himself against the Penn State game. You remember he had the return that when Penn State scored late and uh, he had a great return and, Mich- and Michigan went down and kicked the field goal and beat Penn State last year late in the season. I mean, Jordan Lewis has proven himself. I think uh, Peppers, hey, we want, the coaches have said this. Jim Harbaugh has said this. We want the ball in Jabril Peppers' hands. They're going to they're, they're gonna, they're gonna keep account of how many plays they want him to be in. And this, they're okay with him having the ball, I mean, being in plays 80, 85 plays a game. So you think about that, Gerard. We were talking about, Jared, we were talking about that last year. How many plays can a player play in a game? They're going to let, they're going to see. They're going to test him each and every week. And they, like I said, they, they're, they're going to test this. They're going to test everybody this year with these, um, with the players that they have. They think they have some three-way players. Oh, three-way players. So, you know what, what, what I would say, it speaks to the talent of these, these individuals. Um, but is it really necessary? I mean, they, they're, they're, I, I, maybe it's necessary now. And, and when they look at how good these players are and, and how much they bring at each at the offense, on the offense, on defense, on special teams, some it's also giving a lot of players an opportunity to shine. I mean, I know if we look at it as, as, as players and I'm saying, listen, I'm, I'm not, if I'm not playing and I see another player who my teammate, who I'm, I love the fact that he's really good, but what is it saying about me that they would rather play this guy all these plays on offense, defense, and special teams than to put me in, that is called motivation. I mean, if I want to get on the field, if I want to get on the field, I'm really going to start putting some work in to say, look, coach, let me show you. We don't don't have to use um, Jabril every time. We don't have to use uh, Chesson every time. I, I can do this and I want to show you. And that's where, you know, when we, again, going back to Bowles, it was practice, man. And practice is where a lot of people changed a lot of coaches' minds and got their opportunity to play because they put up some things that uh, were impressive in practice. It's the only time really you get a chance to do it. You don't want your play, you don't want your, your teammate to get hurt uh, and making you the only other time you get in. So you got to show them that, listen, coach, don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. If he's too tired to go in for this play and I get one play, you watch what I do on this one play. You watch what I do on this one play. And this is what they, I, I'm excited to see that there's that competition. And I think that's what Coach Harbaugh has been doing is he's really, you know, making the team a team concept with competition because they want to bring out the best in everyone. And they want to, because they know that the coach is going to play the best person at that position. You don't have to worry about favoritism. You don't have to worry about somebody saying, uh, oh, he didn't like me or whatever. They don't have to like you. And you're good and you're doing the job that is asked of the coaches and what is expected of the team in order to get this team to where they want to be. You are going to play. So if you're getting upset or if you're getting concerned that your teammate is playing every play, 100 plays a game, do something. (laughs) And you'll get your chance to get in there. Isn't that right? I agree with everything you said. It's all about competing. And this is what we're going to do. If you don't want to compete, get out the way. We'll play the ones that are going to compete. That is great. Well, you know what? That, that completes our overview of this season and, and what to expect. Uh, I'm looking forward to another year with the Jamie. We'll be on, just like last year, we'll do a pre, pre-game and a post game for every game of the season. We also want to hear from you. You can ask us any question that you want. You send your questions. You can tweet to me. That is right at Jared Bunch, or you can tweet them to Jamie Morris at what is that? Jamie J Morris 23 J Morris 23. You heard it right there. So you can tweet questions to them. J Morris 23 or at Jared Bunch. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on follow me on Instagram at 
Jared Bunch for the number four real R E A L. Do you have an Instagram account, Jamie? It's J Mo J A M O E twenty three. Say that again for your Instagram. J A M O E twenty three. J Mo two three. That's it for this episode. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this year. I'm looking forward to, as always, spending it with my co-host, Mr. Jamie Morris. You can send us any questions, like we said. You can tweet them to us. You can uh, follow us. Please follow us on Instagram. Follow us on uh, Twitter. You can also follow us on, on Facebook. You can find me at, you know, just put in Jared Bunch, Jamie Morris. Are you on Facebook, Jamie? Yeah, just say Jamie Morris. And Jamie Morris on Facebook. So please follow us. And as always, look for us on iTunes. You can look up um, Go Blue Michigan Football with J&J or just look up uh, Jared Bunch or Jamie Morris. We're looking forward, for, looking forward to this year, as always. You've been inside the Michigan football huddle with Jared Bunch and Jamie Morse. So please stick with us all season long as we preview upcoming games and what we hope to be a great season for the Wolverines. Thanks you. And as always go blue. Go blue. Lucky land casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.